Live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for war? Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm. And Jeffrey Wilson is joining me and our in-house scientist, George Pardos, retired Marine, is also with us. And we're going to have a an interesting conversation about coronavirus, the science behind it, uh, a lot of a lot of details. A lot of people don't know. Try and get rid of some of the some of the uh, confusion surrounding it. There's a lot of people asking a lot of questions, including Jeffrey and myself. And so, uh, George, it's it's great to have you here. You know what I'd like to say is, you know, before in our last episode, we were talking when we had you on, we were talking about the coronavirus, uh, this particular strain, COVID-19, being a lab-created virus. You know, I, I'm still leaning that way just because of how this is all going down and the monetary, um, the financial sector, the way it's responding to this particular virus. Uh, like this was all planned as camouflage for it. But why don't you fill us in a little bit on, on you know, whether it was lab created, uh, whether it could have come from a, a lukewarm bowl of bat soup or, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, a, uh, a hog, you know, be honest with well, me. Well, let, let's start with, with the first of, um, I want to talk a little bit about Ebola, okay? And be, and- be, be, be very... Because if if we talk too long or too complex, you will you will take me into a place where I won't understand some of these terms. So you got to be please simplify it for our listeners and for myself. Laser focus. Okay. Laser focus. All right. Um, let's start out with something simple. The the book of Leviticus. Okay. I just want to cover this, and and so most people have access to the Bible. The Bible about five thousand years ago said, "Hey, don't eat these fucking animals." Okay. Um, because they carry certain diseases. Well, the Ebola outbreak started because some idiot in Africa decided to eat a bat. Now, the problem with the Ebola virus is that it, it has a um, it has a property called zoonosis, which means that it can be transferred from animals to humans. So Ebola is in fruit bats in Africa, and what happened was these guys ate the fruit bats, and then started spreading Ebola virus. That is what is the what has happened here with COVID-19 is that we originated this because we some idiots in China thought it was a fucking novel idea to cook bats and eat them, which now we've seen. No, it's not a good idea. And it's also not a good idea to keep animals in marketplaces where they're on top of each other. We have chickens on top of ferrets. Um, on, on top of salamanders, in t- on top of an open-air market in Wuhan, um, you can see that they're keeping animals in cages on top of each other. The problem is that with zoonosis, you're able to transfer viruses from animals to humans quickly. Now, that's that's the, the breakdown of it. This is what has happened, is we actually had created a pre- Petri dish, which is all the animals together, put together in a big-ass open area. Uh, animals that shouldn't be eaten by humans in the first place, like the Chinese eat ferrets, 
they eat pangolins. Um, you know, the, the Africans eat monkeys, so they, they eat animals that are just are not supposed to be eaten. As a result, they pass on viruses, which now have become a, a huge problem across the planet. And this is why we're here today. So this is, is, is a result of that, or it's man-made? It has signatures of being man-made? What were we at with that? No, it, it has signatures of transferring from it has signatures from transferring from animals to humans that is what the signature has now i'm gonna you know the only technical term that i'm gonna um um that i'm gonna say is in 2004 there's a research group that was headed by a guy named shannon yiruglu who came up with this and he's actually and you can look him up on the nih um he published a paper where he was saying this, that um, COVID-19 has the ability or there's a COVID-19 that is a uh, or the coronavirus that is in feline cats. That is something that has we we have we have seen that before. And that was 16 years ago. So this has showed up in 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 cats in, or in felines, whatever you want to call them. Um, the difference in the human version of it is a property called m protease and that is the the protein base version of corona the coronavirus is, is, is i'm sorry i don't mean but the the feline one is that the one that they found recently they say like eats your brain or slowly eats your brain is that real or is that something bacterial from the fecal matter it, it, it's bacterial this one is okay. the, the the feline version of it they've had a drug um and i can tell you i'll name you the drug here in a second but they had a drug that they've used on felines that has helped um, it's an antifungal drug. Now, what? As of today, they're trying two different. Uh, they, the 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 Japanese have a drug, and I've written down a lot of my notes. So if um, hold on a second, and because a lot of these are, we're we're not in the speculative stage, but we're in the uh, in the stage where we are going to start trying repurposed drugs. So there's a drug that came out. Um, recently called Avigan. And Avigan is a, um, has been proven effective in clinical trials. It's a flu drug invented by the Japanese or developed by the Japanese. They're going to repurpose that drug for um, clinical trials for COVID-19. Here's what's happened. And this is what the, this is why some of us two months ago were wrong. And part of it, we were right, but part of it was wrong. COVID-19 is not a very robust virus. That's why it has spread all over the world so far. The contagion funnel is wider. Most, when we look at viruses, we look at antigens and we look at people that have, you know, a regular immunity to this disease. And it does. Most people that get it are going to live through it unless your immune system has been compromised. If you have immune, if your immune system is compromised, you're probably going to die. I, and, I'm, and I'm sorry, I, I want to be truthful about this. I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I want to be an honest broker in this. But if you have a compromised immune system and you develop it, if you don't get help right away, if you, the, the hospital where you're at doesn't have the ability to help you, you're probably going to die. And I'm sorry. And that's but, not much different. I mean, not to compare them directly, but from the flu, it's usually the, are the older people who yeah, already had pneumonia would do the same. Who already, well, that already yeah, had but, chronic conditions but, and usually. 
those chronic conditions. Yeah, but flu turns but flu turns your system into having pneumonia. You can fight, you know, if you once you have pneumonia, um, usually it's developed by flu, and even healthy people can get um, even healthy people can get pneumonia if it spreads over. I mean, you got to remember, Jack Lane was one of the healthiest individuals on the planet. He got um, he died from pneumonia because he got unchecked. He, he, you know, so the the issue is that flu will turn you, you know, will get, turn into pneumonia if you're not unchecked. And the part of the problem has been, you know, there's so much fallacy out there, like you know, breathing hot air or in a sauna. Uh, that's not going to work. It, it, it won't kill the virus. I mean, if you breathe in at 180, you know, there was some idiot on, um, I don't know, remember, forget the site, but said, if you breathe in 180 degree air, 160 degree, well, if you breathe that in, your your lungs are going to be nuked and dead. You're just going to be dead. I mean, that, that that's, so there are precautions to take. And if you do get it, here here's the, 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 the good news. You have about a 97% chance of surviving it. it it's It's not going to kill you. It, it's you you might be uncomfortable kevin durant just uh, you know tested mm. positive tom hanks tested positive and he's out of the hospital already so what i heard recently it, it uh, attacks respiratory like if you have uh, copd yeah. or certain it's really gonna hurt you as well even if you're young if you have certain respiratory issues if you're vaping it, here's the three things that if you're doing these three things you're you're you run your risk if you're vaping stop it if you're smoking stop it if you're by any way, smoking marijuana um, or anything that you smoke, you've already irritated the cilia in your lungs. You're just creating a petri, a walking petri dish for this. Mm. That that's, and that is one of the problems that that it's is not being said is that if you have an opiate addiction, you're vulnerable. If you're if you're smoking dope you're vulnerable or you're you know you're smoking i'm marijuana. glad you said that because i was going to ask for a friend of mine i was going to inquire about uh, about that so i want to make I, sure my friend's safe i really do i care about my friends i just want to make sure they're it, safe it, 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 i'm not saying thc use is, is is vulnerable but if you're smoking it um you know go to go to edibles go to gummy drops go to chocolate i mean you i will pass i will pass that on seriously thank you i mean you. seriously convert you know convert whatever you're smoking I, I mean thc is not bad for you it's smoking and here's the other thing. If you're obese, if you're overweight, you run a risk of it. Um, and so there are like 15 different factors. 45%, I, I, and I had to look this up, and I got to give you, I got to give credit to your, um, uh, to to Tim James, okay? I looked this up, and I thought, it, I, I thought I read this wrong. I thought I was just being a dumb fucking crayon eater. 45% of 40 plus 40 plus year old or whatever you want to say people over the age of 40 are obese in this country i and i give credit to tim for for post i i thought man that that's no that's not real that's not true tim james our boy head of the uh chemical free body yeah Yeah, Yeah. i I mean yeah he he posted that one day and and i honestly thought that no this is he's just making this up to sell you know to sell his products which are a fine product I looked that up and I was like, I was absolutely astounded by that, that, that number was true. Well, and not to digress too much, but I always heard like, I'm, I've always been like a little guy. I'm like, what, six one. And now I'm just kind of cracking over two Oh five, two six, two Oh six. But I, I don't know about that BMI stuff, but I'm supposed to be like one eighty five. Am I considered obese or overweight? I mean, you don't have to be like 
morbidly obese to be obese, do you? Or how's that work? You know what? It's a sliding scale. I mean, it goes on BMI, it goes on body fat, it goes on numerous things. There's not a, a you know, um, there's not a, a, a moving, you know, I've seen, you know, if you go to buy BMI, I've seen power lifters and bodybuilders with, you know, 10% body fat that are, uh, you know, considered obese because, you know, um, of course I heard that BMI is not really reliable. So I don't know. Not to digress. I mean, there's, there's, there's numerous ones. I, I I think the best one is how much body fat you carry. Um, I, I, his name is Ryan something. Um, the guy that's the, I think it's Eddie Ryan. Um, the power lifter from England, the guy that's just massive, um, you know, he doesn't carry a lot of uh, body fat, but you know, he would be considered obese. Yeah. That makes sense. Body fat. Is, so there's different measures. Basically, I would imagine your percentage of body fat is, you know, is what considers you obese. Okay. Um, I think one of the one of the issues that again we're having is that uh, <clears throat> we are just not we're not we don't have honest brokers anymore, and, and this is what scares me. Um, and that's why I got to give you guys credit, um, especially Pat and. And Jeffrey, for, you know, the conspiracy farm, you guys are willing at least to have conversations about some unpopular issues. Yeah. And that's and that is what I think America that's needs. That's why we're so unpopular all the way around. <laughs> well, that's the beautiful thing about being your own boss, too. What am I going to do, fire Pat? Was Pat going to fire me? I guess, you know, it can happen. Is this Pat's show? He could always fire me. But, you know. Right, but our show. Uh, you're right. You're right. Are you right? I want to if you're here and I'm here, it's our time. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Hunt. Uh, let me. Right, add, so we've established. Well, hold on. Let me happened. before because I want to make sure. Yeah. I wonder how this is remarkable. You said one of the markers we found is that this virus is transferring from from humans from animals to humans. Isn't right. how isn't that kind of standard operating procedure for yeah. your normal flu strain, avian flu, etc.? Oh no 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 no. For for your flu strain, no. For the SARS family, yes. So be be specific because there are okay. there are influenza strains that animals don't get. There are influenza strains or or viruses that are in animals that get transferred to humans. So be you know be you know a little bit specific on that. Um, they are those are two different. There are two types of inf- different okay. influenza. And and also one of the things that. Um, that, you know, there's a, a rumor going around that it's, you know, that HIV, you know, this was HIV and in, in in, that it was in, that was injected in these cells. And that's not possible. That's just a, a myth. So we let's get out of the conjecture and right. be, you know, um, is it in any way true that a man in the UK has already been cured from either a vaccine? OK, now, how yeah. do we go about that? Do we go into him and find out what antibodies or whatever he had to make? Yes. OK. Yeah, that that's um, that is one of the reasons behind it is that you know if you are if you are if certain people can, can possess certain antigens or certain that um, then yeah then it is possible for people to have uh, you know to pass on those antigens and what basically that that's the Hella cell um, you know we've talked about this before where. Um, you know, in in times of past that, uh, you know, you could pass on, um, you know, that they used her cells to develop a, can- you know, cancer treatment. And so that is possible. I mean, it, it, it exists, right. you know, all the time. 
Well, and another thing I got a lot of questions about, and Pat, bring this up, because, you know, it made sense to me at the time, but then afterwards I was thinking, wait a minute, you know, Neanderthals did migrate deeper into Asia than we realized. This notion of people who are dying won't possess the Neanderthal gene, and we see a lot of these deaths in Italy and certain European countries that you would think would possess the Neanderthal gene. Do you still stand by that statement that people with the Neanderthal gene won't die? Yeah, percentage. it's okay. a higher percentage. And and here's one of the things that, again, it goes back to the studies that have been done. And there's, you know, market online. The R1B1 haplotype has prevented a lot of this. I mean, and and what what is really happening here, and this is something that we, as we've studied this a little bit more, the, the COVID-19 virus is not a strong virus. So it means that a lot more people will get it. They just won't die from it. Where SARS was a more lethal virus, it just affected, it, it killed more people, but it affected less people. So where's this, so, where's this 10 times more deadly coming from then? Because it, here's, here's the, it, it's not that it's more deadly, is that the range of people that it will infect is more... Right greater it, it it affects people on the 27 to 32 kb genotype that's that 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 funnel imagine a i let, let me break this down barney style imagine a funnel okay <laughs> and and so you have a wide funnel the the wider the funnel that you put put people in um the more it it, it affects the sars had a closer a, a you know, a narrower funnel. Imagine the difference between a, a bowl of soup and a, you know, and a cup of soup. The the cup of soup is deadlier, but it, there's only so much there. The the bowl of soup is wider. And, and so when when we first, you know, when the people that we dealt with, and 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 I have a, you know, when we're testing toxins, one of the things we do is we run them through people on, you know, we have a group of that we work together. It's not just myself. And one of the, you know, the, the doctors that is on our, our board um, is the head uh, in North. He's in North Carolina. I, I don't want to say the city because I don't want to, you know, I, I, you know, it's part confidentiality, but basically he's head of the response team. And he said that, you know, when we ran his mind, said, Hey, is this a date? No, it's it really, it's not that dangerous. Most people will survive from it, but the if you spread it around to a thousand people, you're likely thirty percent of them are going to get it. Where SARS, maybe only ten or twelve percent were going to get it. That's the that's the dangers here. That is okay. the, the the danger of this virus, and this is where we need to be vigilant. Social distancing <clears throat> is important. Patrick. Well, social distancing is uh, something that George does quite often. He stays in his office <laughs> 23 hours a day, uh, only leaves to what? what do you, why do you leave that office, George? Uh, I go to eat and go to sleep. That's about it. Code word for bury bodies. <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's, I mean, let's talk about some of the pandemonium, some of the, I mean, we have seen the, media blow this thing way out of proportion i mean by this time in pandemic standards of spread uh n1h1 uh had killed already a thousand people i think this one has what 75 80 people that have died so far so um you know people are blaming trump i mean you've got 
Yeah, uh, I mean the, the... MSNBC and an MSNBC host, a talking head, <clears throat> Glenn Kirshner, suggested on Twitter, and I, I said I, I I retweeted him with a with a comment that said this guy actually is allowed to report the fucking news, but this guy posted on Twitter <laughs> saying that some way that Donald Trump needs to be brought up on charges that he's culpable and responsible uh, for potentially uh, uh, manslaughter charges and all this other shit. These these lunatics in mainstream media uh, are off the charts, out of control. Um, so, you know, this has been blown too far out of proportion. The the closures, the the lockdowns, the I mean, do you think this is really necessary, George, to just lock down everything? Do you want the real? The, the truth is yes. Right now, yes, because we're going to have uh, we need to do a downward pressure on exposure. Even from a guy who believes in throwing unfit babies off of cliffs and, 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 and God, you know what? I I do, and I don't mind. You I'm know sorry. what? I don't even I don't even mind doing a death race two thousand. Um, you know, where we just you know we well, that's put, what coronavirus is, George. It, here, here's Take one of the, the elderly. It, well, and not just right. It's not just the elderly. We're 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 starting to take out some, uh, you know, some young healthy people. Like the the you know in Spain, one of the soccer coaches, which is twenty one, just died from it. Well, um, the prime minister's wife got it. The prime minister. Yeah, I mean, we we've got some young people. Um, here here's the thing: people are, are for the most part are walnuts. Okay, you did a show a, a little bit ago. And you and Jeffrey did this, and I, I thought it was a great show about how the young was eating Tide Pods. Okay, so the you had—I I mean, do you remember that show that you guys did? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. You have young people out there eating Tide Pods, and you think that that we are going to to be able to control them without a state mandate? Come on. You saw the new challenge, right? The morons that are licking toilet seats and like literally. Um, have you yeah. seen it? I mean, it's I, I, honestly, I'm I'm almost that like kind of passive eugenicist. You can't save. You're not going to save everybody, man. You know what I mean? It's thin the herd a little bit. If you got people out there doing that, something else is going to get them anyway. You can't save everybody. What Jeffrey's saying is he kind of agrees with the Georgia Guidestones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, if we started, I mean, listen, if we started, um, if if we started, um, um. It, it, you know, if we started this down the road, here, here's what would happen. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, from epidemiology study, you know, or if we had all, if we just did nothing, exposed everybody to it, the pain would be over quickly. You would have a rising body count. Would that be accept? You know, would that be acceptable? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, you think about that for a second, and, and you think <clears throat> about that in, in real terms. Would you be okay if tomorrow we just said, hey, go back to, you know, to social interaction, you know, go do what you do, go, you know, go to restaurants, go to bars, go to, you know, places of worship, um, go to stadiums and all that. And then we started having people dying. If that well, again, so again, we're going to go down this path, obviously, I was do it a little later, but. Aren't we going to see a certain level of body count anyway? I don't think it's going to be the virus that really kills people. The seed of fear that's been planted and this cascading effect of just economic hardship from bartenders like me to NASCAR, NBA. The, the money is going to be in billions, if not trillions. 
If, and then now they push this back. This could be until July and August. How long can people go without a work? You know, we're looking at, like Pat said, look at what's happening in grocery stores now when people's bellies are full. What happens when the fit really hits the shan and we're three months into this and people don't have checks? Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Well, why is, the, why is the National Guard already in New York and in Florida and, you know, these different places throughout the country? I think they're in, they almost have to anticipate some measure of civil unrest, no? Well, there's going to be some civil unrest, but it, it, you know, today if you saw the the if you saw the thing today about um, um, if you saw you know the the press conference today with Trump and you know basically is that he you know one of the things that he said was that you know they're going to make you know money available. I, I bank at Chase. I already got a uh, a notice from them saying that if you know we were to need money. Uh, you know, bridge loans and and things like that, um, that they would, you know, that they would basically cover some of our, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. They, they would cover it's some money. Of our- yeah, I mean, that's what they said. They're going to start, you know, dishing out checks to Americans. And now in this in tandem with literally the $2 billion, the $1.5 trillion that was sent out, and then the $500 billion that was just thrown out there for whatever reason, this just creation of money. Isn't this going to create a hyperinflation where I don't care how much money you give me, it's not going to buy shit. It's some Weimar Republic where I got a barrel full of money to buy some loaf of bread. What's going to happen to the value of the dollar from this? Well, the you know, if you, I don't know because the market went up today. I mean, if you take a look at it, you know, the market went up today. What a thought, you know. That's I mean, they're they're, they're they're you know um, they're they're in they're in get back mode, but they've lost almost thirty percent of its value here in the last month and a half. In this last quarter, it's almost lost thirty percent of the the whole value of right. the stock market. Right, and then I mean, you're 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 right about that. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, down the road in that part. I mean, you you know that uh, that you might have. Um, you might have a creation of hyperinflation or you might not. I mean, it, it just, it, it doesn't. I'm no economist. Believe me. I just have always heard well, when you just print money, that's what happens. Zimbabwe. I mean, you name it. Well, they've, but, uh, this is $2 trillion already. And they're talking about another one to 2 trillion here coming pretty soon. The American dollar is going to going to drop in value. Our trading partners are not going to want to sell us things. That's just the way it is. You, you're, You've got every state closing, uh, every restaurant, every bar, uh, movie theaters, uh, gyms, uh, grocery stores. Eventually, are probably going to get shut down because no. eventually people people are going to um, bum rush these places and, and steal stuff off the shelves. They're going to have to close their doors. I'm telling you right now, uh, if the things continue, uh, the airlines are already asking for sixty billion dollars in payout or in uh, bailouts. They're going belly up soon. Um, this is this the ripple effects of this are going to be felt for years to come already. Even if we were to recover tomorrow, it would be oh, felt. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. But here, one of the things is you can always look. Look, one of the things is think about how much money. I mean, how much money that they're making just from selling more. I mean, panic mode. I mean, right. You so know, I'll tell you who's but, shorting the market right now. Those are the cats just making dough. Right, and the other thing is that too is that you know. Every, you know, Glock, Smith & Wesson, they just added billions of dollars to their bottom line. So, you know, let, let's be honest here. Um, one of the things that I don't think is going to happen, and, and the, you know, this is from looking at dynamics, is unless you start having, unless you start having real, let's look at it another way. If you start having people dying, then you're going to have to replace them. 
okay, that makes up for it. Um, if you have people buying all sorts of stuff, toilet paper, sundries, and food, well, you can make more food. You you know, food is an infinite product. I mean, it's not. There's not. But a what if it can't amount. be? What if it can't be transported? What if it can't be shipped? That's what we're seeing. Some of these hiccups happening, and you know, that's another market that's being. Uh, it, it's not. It's not that they can't be shipped. It's just that they can't get it there fast enough. There's a big difference. If you were to buy, you know, instead of buying, you know, like if you're a walnut and you're going into the store and buying 15 rolls of toilet paper and you only need, you know, listen, right. I, I mean, you don't need that much toilet paper. <laughs> right. I, I don't, I mean, seriously, um, you don't need that many paper towels. I mean, you know, when, be, what happened there? Because literally over 24 hours, toilet paper became like the thing. Like, people panicked. I mean, people's stupidity. I mean, paper, I, I tell me, is diarrhea part of the flu? I mean, is diarrhea part of this? I mean, no, I know. it's not even. It's not even close. It's about I mean, being. It's about being quarantined and needing toilet paper, basically. Oh. Yeah, and and I mean, and, and I think part of the and I think part of the the problem that you're running into is, and I, and I'll go this from the, the the science part of it. We we're trying to soft pedal the outcome. That is, um, that is, one of the issues that I've seen is that we need to be. We, we need to tell the truth. One of it is that viruses are act the same. They, they, it's on a, a phylogenetic tree. Is they, the same sort of viruses have the same kind of properties, okay? And in, in, in the, the COVID-19 properties, it's that um, we've had an antigenic property in, in this virus. That means it has morphed a little bit depending on where it is. This, this mm. is why 161 countries have it. I, and, you know, and, and there's no one on this planet that is smart enough to say, to be able to make this in a lab, that, you know, to use as a biological weapon. If, if, it, if it was a biological weapon, like anthrax, like um, any of the, you know, whatever, sarin gas or any of it, people would have died faster and they wouldn't have healed. If, I mean, if that dead. was the point to do it was to kill people because once the pe right. once the person's dead, the virus is dead, right? The, once the host is dead, the virus can't necessarily move right. around. So maybe they wanted people to just be sick and have this large... So you're saying equivocally now because I think you differed last time that it yeah, was man-made. Yeah. I, it, I, it, I, it, I still believe. I believe this is a certain level of asymmetrical warfare and when that kind of stuff happens, right. we're, we're so busy it, reacting, we're not even realizing the larger architecture going on the problem reaction solution that we fall for every time the same people who start the shit are the same people who come in and solve it in my humble opinion right and and here's the thing that i thought because at first the the pattern of it was it looked like a biological weapon it looked like a neutron you know like a neutron bomb it just you had a contagion area you had a contagion funnel you had a spread you had basically um you know concentric rings spreading out then this is the this is what is scary about it is that it, it went all over the globe that fast yeah nothing that we have seen before even the the 1918 you know flu epidemic or the influenza epidemic didn't travel like this even to into the same even if you take a look at the, the 1918 where you know granted we didn't have air travel we didn't have um you know, yeah. we didn't have ship travel. How long did like it that. take to get to those numbers? What is it, 16 million? How long was that, that time span? Uh, 18 months. It was about 18 months. Wow. And and so here's the thing. We can mitigate the – there's two things we could have done. We could just expose everybody to it. The people that die, die. 
and we clean up, we bury them, bury the dead, and then we move on, which is the Spartan way of doing it, or we mitigate the exposure, we save more people, we hurt a little bit in the long run, and then we make up for it, you know, down the road, which is the, hmm. you know, which is the path that we're doing. I mean, we could expose every, you know, we could expose all of America to it. Uh, West Virginia just had its first case. Now, help um, me out with that. Why is, is that because of the terrain so remote? Why is was West Virginia the, literally the last one to get it here in the United States? I, I think it, it, mountainous terrain, um, it, you know, the, the fact that... Not a lot that, of tourism. Not a lot of tourism. Right. You know, it's a, a, you know, homogeneous, you know, most of the people are... It is kind know, of, uh, you got a pretty mild country down there, over there. Yeah, it's Appalachian America... Um, and a lot of it is that, you know, they don't have big urban centers. You know, Charleston right. is the largest, you know, Charleston is the largest city. And I think it's only got 200,000 is a population. I mean, we can look that up. Yeah. But, I mean. Um, Help me out with yeah, this. Like the North numbers. Dakota. North Dakota only has a few, a few cases. Right. I mean, it just, and, and again, population centers will drive the numbers. Which I mean, makes you sense. know. Yeah. Large, wow. Larger population is only. Yeah, Charleston's only got a population of 50,000. So, I mean, you know, just the, you know. Um, so it, I was seeing numbers in China are dropping, and they've, you know, technically been in this about three, four months. If their numbers are going down, is China that. China reporting it, though, right? Well, I, I, I know. I was going to say that. I was going to I was going to say they that. Just kicked out, they just kicked out all the, you know, the New York Times. I saw that. The, I saw that. So, know, what, do you, so I, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I heard they built four hospitals in like 48 hours or whatever. Obviously, we can't trust the Chinese numbers. Is it getting worse over there? Or are we believing any of the numbers that it's dropping? My qu- my larger question was, if it is dropping over there and they've been at it it's about three or four months, is, can we kind of look at that time frame as when we might be starting to decline in numbers over here? Or do you see this going on, like Trump said, till July and August? And this might even be a reoccurring yearly thing like the flu. We're, um, we might. Um, I, I think in three months from now, I think that in in the next three months, we're it's going to be contained to the per, that we're comfortable being out in public with it mm. now. I, and I think so. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but you know, um, there are people out there that are, you know, like I said, they are coming up with some classes of drugs that will help it. Will it, you know, will it be what, um, will it be a hundred percent concrete? No, but, Will it be to the point that, you know, some of the things that there, there's a, a drug, for example, I'm going to mention a drug. Mm-hmm. OK, um, it's called itraconazole. And it now there, for anybody that is listening to this, um, there is the national um, the NCBI or you guys can go take a look at it. There, It says the clinically licensed antifungal drug, itronaconazole, inhibits influenza virus in vitro and in vivo. Um, Jonas Goretzko is one of the authors, and, they, and, and they also, again, with Linda Brunette. Now, this is an abstract, um, but, I mean, the, the abstract is influenza virus, IAV is a common pathogen, respiratory disease. And the IAV-induced seasonal epidemics and the sporadic pandemics are associated with high morbidity and mortality. Mm-hmm. Therefore, effective protection and therapy for IV infections is an important challenge encountered in this public health threat. This is um, a drug that has that has worked in cat in the feline or the cat version of SARS uh-huh. and, or, or 
COVID. They're going to re. They want to. This is one of the drugs they're looking at to repurpose it for humans. Now the other one has been. There's another drug out there. Um, is and it's confirmed effective on COVID nineteen. It is a. Uh, it's called chloroquine phosphate, and this is an anti-malarial drug. Now the reason this one is important, and the reason this is hope, is that when when um, we have history of of anti-malarial drugs working on viruses. So when they first took um, the Irish to Montserrat, they died because they, they weren't resistant to malaria. But when they took the West Africans there, they were. And that that's a you know kind of a history lesson. But we have models of this fighting viruses, hmm. and the problem. And so. I think with it, you know, the world is going to come together and say, hey, listen, we need a we need we need to get a, a you know, if we had a vaccine for this. We wouldn't have this debate. So that was another thing I was going to ask you, because I've already seen, you know, the Canadians or somebody. I think I posted it yesterday, how they're already already have some measure of vaccine. Isn't the time frame for an, an adequate and effective vaccine like a year? So any talk yes. of, of a vaccine this premature is is probably yeah. horseshit, right? Yeah, it's just like, you know, saying because Tom Brady got traded to Buccaneers, they're going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's you know. So that's if you guys didn't know, George, in addition to being, you know, an incredible thinker, he's the president of the Tom Brady fan club, and he's really broke up that he's not going to be in New England any longer. So let me ask you, and this might be out of your purview, because I know you saw this as well, and this is another red flag for me when I see all this shit play out. You go back to, I think it was October or earlier this year, you saw Event 21 sponsored by the World Economic Council, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, on very specifically a reaction to a pandemic from coronavirus. And then, I mean, it's a very common virus, so maybe they could just be planning for some measure of eventuality. But this plays out. And then, you know, within the last couple of days, Bill Gates resigns from Berkshire Hathaway and, and Microsoft. I mean, does any of that raise any red flags to you? Or is that just, you know, standing operating procedure, just planning for a possible uh, pandemic? Because coronavirus is common and et cetera. I, I think a lot of it is that, you know, there's a lot of it's easy. You know, one of the things I always say that correlation doesn't mean causation. I mean, you, you take a look at where if the more amount of uh, Nicolas Cage movies that come up, the, the more Stop it. You know, people people die in a bathtub. Seriously. What, I mean, OK, that, OK. With, with that said, as a military guy, look at the correlation of how many drills take place before so many of these yeah, things, 9-11, et cetera, et cetera. Not OK. But the, the, United, the United States Marine Corps Reserve just halted all um, weekend reserve meetings or weekend drills. So why would you, you know, if that was the case, why not ramp up, not ramp down? I, I mean, you know, you just started, uh, you know. They, I don't even mean necessarily just military drills, just different companies. Uh, I wouldn't say black ops, but just drilling these kind of scenarios, whether military or private companies. I, I think there's something to worry about. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the, the whole of it. I, I think a lot of it is, um, I, I think a lot of it, it just has to to do with the, that, it is it's maybe just that time i mean well, and then you had you know within the last month these resignations of mcdonald douglas the other day mgm like there's a series of pretty hefty resignations from huge companies in the last like month and a half could be nothing could be absolutely nothing because people people resign all the time well one of the things that you got to think about too is that when they started stepping down the market was at an all-time high it was 30 you know it's right hovering right around 29 to thirty thousand. so you know <laughs> that changed it, quick yeah, but I mean, seriously, if if I was, 
if I, you know, there, there's a, a school of thought, and I mean, you know, we can go that one, is that, um, is that if they they knew that the market was going to, to you know, to go down, or we we were going to head for a recession, and and last year in November, oh, when was it? The middle of November is right after uh, Veterans Day. Um, one of the guys from, from Goldman Sachs came out and said that there's going to be a, you know, we're looking at maybe a, a recession sometime in the first, uh, you know, first quarter. Spring. The spring. Yes. Yeah. I'm not an economist. How are, we, how are we not already, bro? Literally within the last week and a half, last whatever it was, Wednesday, we broke the record for the sing biggest single day loss. Three days later, right. we three days later, we topped that. And then yesterday, we topped it again right. at almost three. How are we? Not, how is it not just collapse at this point? I wish I knew more about the economy, but those numbers are devastating. Be, well, because our world economy is a lot stronger than. Yeah, you know, our, our, the world economy is a lot stronger than people think. I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, the fact is that we have globalization, which people say is bad, but at the same time, you you take a look at, you know, if you the wider the base, I mean, this is an old wrestling axiom, the you know, or fighting axiom, the wider the base, the harder it is to knock you over. That, you know? That's why I, I think there this, will be no this, this this current global economy is built on very fragile bubbles right now, and this thing is, uh, I mean. We've talked numerous times about Deutsche Bank, about uh, Wells Fargo. We've talked about a lot of the stuff that's going on. That so many people are over leveraged. Um, oh yeah, I mean this, this stuff is this this in my mind. Look, you can call me a nut job, whatever. Hmm. This this to me is very clearly whether it was an accidental release of this, whether it was an animal to human transfer, whether it was a lab uh, releasing it on purpose to get it started, whatever the case, uh, this is being used as camouflage yes, for a monetary -bono, reset baby. and overhaul, yes. period. And we got, well, we got, we got, we, before you start, we got Joseph, Dr. Joseph P. Farrell coming back on Oxford Scholar Monday to really break this down. And it's in the numbers that I can't, quadrillions, he said, the derivatives, the collateralized debt obligations, like the, the huge amount of bubble, bubble we're talking yeah. about. And then we go and drop like two, tri three trillion in there. Um, Bernanke, there's a video of Bernanke online. Uh, I think he was on 60 Minutes, and I just asked him, like, sir, how are we doing this? And he's like, well, we just go on the computer and move the zeros. Like, they just create it out of nothing. Well, they do, but you can do that when you can You can do that um, is that you, you are able to do that when you have a credit economy. It's just like this, okay? I mean, you know, you look at it. If you are a if if you are in a credit economy, right? Um, you you're able to do that. All you are you all you're doing is saying, okay, listen, I'm going to pay you back later. I mean, we we had we've had futures for five thousand years. I mean, you know, a future note is nothing new. I mean, we've had that. You know, for I mean, the Romans used to give that. You know, used to have that two thousand years ago. I mean that that is what you know. You got to remember that Jesus toppled the temple because of the money lenders. And guess what the guess what the interest rate was when Jesus knocked over the money lenders? You want to take a guess? Zero. Eighteen to twenty percent. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not an economist, like I said. No, but I mean that was the the story of the you know the talents where that's what the usury essentially know, it was a matter of usury and that yeah, you obviously became yeah. illegal in certain unless you're doing and, some Shylock type uh, loan shark type right. shit. And that was twenty percent. I mean, if you and and here's the thing: if you redeemed 
I, I mean, and I'm just using historical numbers, whether you whether you believe in the Bible or not. It, but if you redeemed a tithe, right, if you redeemed a tithe, the interest on a, on redeeming a tithe was 25 percent. That's where it comes from. You can look that up. Well, and again, I have a friend of mine way smarter than me on this. One of these other elements of this what i'm looking at as a possible collapse is like uh treasury bonds where people invest in you know basically an investment in america is almost like zero percent you're getting nothing for it so that to me is also a huge sign the stock market less so much even though it is a huge huge barometer things like yield on t-bonds and you know zero percent interest loan i mean it's it's not a good sign they were saying two or three years ago we're looking at another correction after 2008 and what i'm seeing here these last few weeks it's almost not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen. Right. Um, and part of it is, too, is that, you know, here's one of the other things is, too, is that, you know, a lot of this is media driven. I mean, part of it is that, you know, um, you know, a lot of this is. You have a lot of medium media driven, uh, you know, hyperbole. And I, I mean, it is just, it is just crazy um, that some of the stuff that people are putting out of there. And one of the, and one of the reasons is um, that a lot of the people fill in what they don't know with conjecture, because again, you know, you want answers to something that sometimes doesn't exist. I mean, we hmm. had this, you know, think about this for a second. We've had, you know, and, and I've said this to people numerous times and I've been, you know, I get it. I got in a long winded argument today. One of the things that we've seen in toxins, right, has not changed in, you know, we've one of the, the people it has not changed in 30 to 40 years, which is something called the absorption rate. And so the absorption rate is how many how many toxins can your body absorb before you go into shock? And that's that's a pathology, you know. So if you know, for example, I, I'm a, you know this is a, um, I don't know how to, to I I'll phrase this. I, I'm gonna do this Barney style. Um, most of us, <laughs> I love that. Most phrase, of dude. <laughs> most of us use uh, people have used Raid and and Roach Killer in their house, right? Yes. I, I mean, I would recommend. I'm gonna say this uh, on a on a side note. If you use RAID, any of the roach killers in your house or any of those, um, make sure that it's well ventilated. Make sure that you're not breathing in the fumes or if you yeah. got a mask on. Okay. I've always well, thought I, those were pretty. If it'll kill bugs, why would it kill us, George? Come on. Yeah. I, I'm, well, I know, but, you know, we're dumb wrestlers. So. No, I remember um, even as a kid spraying that shit, being downwind from it when I was spraying and just like, dude, yeah. that was not good. So. One of the things is you can breathe that stuff in for one day. You can breathe in it for a second day. You can breathe in it for the third day. Fourth day, it kills you. Whip, so, whippets, on the other hand, have a ball. Yeah, but those, you know, those are the things that you get. What you know, toxins become. They hit what's called a saturation level. So once you get to a certain level in your system, you die. Now, what? Now, you know, Pat is 185 pounds. Um, you know, how, which is absorption rate? Well, it could be, you know, X amount, you know, you know, 300 milliliters. You are 185 pounds, 190, you're 300 milliliters. Me, I'm 295, me, maybe 500 milliliters. You know, every system is different. So yeah. that is why certain people, uh, you know, react different to toxins. Why? What is the deal I'm hearing about 
and this could be well, whatever again it's so hard to get real information that kids are walking around asymptomatic and just spreading and spreading yes. it and having no symptoms what's yeah. the deal with kids well because remember when remember when we did the show and, and right after the debate with Del Big Tree and I told and um and I asked the the question to Pat and, and we asked this that remember when you were a little kid that you didn't know people that had um, resistance or, you know, that had peanut allergies or even, um, and, and even with Pat, he didn't have unknown. gluten. Yeah, it was, yeah. Right. So what happens to, you know, with kids is they have a, a, a hardier, most kids, not all, most have a hardier resistance because they just don't have as many toxins in your, in their, they, they don't have a toxins in their system. Um, they, they haven't developed those allergies yet because they just don't have, you know, they don't have 30 or 40 years of breathing in dust or, hmm. you know, or, or being around. So they don't, they don't show it. So it, it's, I, I'll use the, the uh, daycare model. Um, when hepatitis B, we had a hepatitis B breakout a couple years ago. One was in Chicago. Um, they had a daycare where the kids had tested uh, they were tested positive for hepatitis B, but the adult workers were the ones that showing the symptoms. And the reason was that the kids were passing it to the adults. And because the children were asymptomatic, because again, you don't, you know, you don't have a saturation level in the children. They, um, they were fine. The, the adults got sick. So interesting. Yeah. 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 And, and, and again, it goes to, you know, like I said, it goes into in, into saturation levels. It goes into how much how much can your body absorb w before you get into. Well, like I said um, everybody's body's different, you know. Like the guy toxic, who got cured or had the right levels. antigens. Um, you mentioned Dell. You had said something about you're going to meet back up with Dell. He just posted a video the other day talking about this. Have, are you guys talking about meeting up, meeting back up? Dell Big Tree, of course, the producer and director and host of the uh, Vax I documentary. Got invited, I, I don't know if I told you this or not, and I, I and maybe I got invited to their conference in. Um, I got invited into their con. They're, they're having a conference on the state house lawn <clears throat> in Ohio. Hopefully, it doesn't get canceled. Uh, on on May the fifth or May the fourth, um, I got to take a look. It's the first week in May, um, they are um, having a conference on the HPV vaccine, and I got invited there by one of the uh, the researchers. So, um, because one of, like I said, one of the things we have been doing is we've been testing uh, paradoxical effects of uh, of vaccines as and antigens. So, you know, one of the things that we found out, and especially recently, that um, one of the, with the mitochondria we've tested in mice, that when you expose them to uh, creatine peptides that have leucine in it, and another compound that we've developed, um, which is a, you know, a, a polymorphic compound from peptides, um, they've had, in 46% of the mice that we've tested, um, we have had positive results for mitochondria healing and or repair. And what we do is we you know, just, I, I want to go down the science path just for a minute. Um, so when Brenda tells me to go do my research, I, I'm going to tell him exactly <laughs> how to do my research. Please, please explain for our audience who Brenda is. <laughs> Brenda, was, so I, the reason I use Brenda, Brenda was a, a, a female in Ohio that withheld um, medical treatment for her child and the child died. 
And so Brenda was charged with uh, involuntary uh, reckless, reckless abandonment of a child. And, and it wasn't, it was criminal uh, neglect or something criminal neglect. And she went to, and I use, and her first name was Brenda. And so I just use that as a model because I just think it's funny. Um, so one of the things that we found out was that we introduced this, this peptide um, about 46% of the mice had their their mitochondria healing. So what we do is we take the mouse and we take the rear planter's ligament and that is because it's the media, you know, the media part of the, the we, you know, dissect their, you know, their back leg open and we pull that out and that's what we test. And it, it's like, it would be the equivalent of taking out your quadricep, you know, basically. And that's what we test and, and we see. And in about, like I said, in, in the in the control class that we had, 46% of the mice that we tested had positive results or positive mitochondrial repair um, after exposure to toxic uh, fumes. So that was, and I think that's going to be promising in our approach to say, hey, listen, if you've been exposed to a toxin, what can we give you? <clears throat> as either a prophylaxing or a post exposure therapy to um, rebuild your tissues and yeah, to rebuild your, your, your tissues. And that is one of the, that is one of the, the tests. Now we have, since then we have, uh, ran, we have ran the tests. We have then given them to another lab, offsite lab to verify our numbers um, with you know, tissue samples and saying, Hey, listen, this is what we've seen pre and post um, exposure. What do you think about it? Are we, you know, do we get the data correct? Are we, um, you know, are the cells, um, you know, are the cells visible in repair um, is, you know, can we trace the pathology from once we've introduced the compound into their system? Can we trace the the uh, both intracellular and intercellular. So that's that's where we're at right now. And we've had. And by the way, we have another conference. Uh, we have another meeting with Dr. Shiva from MIT. And we're we're one of the things we're trying to do because this is an expensive process. I mean, if I had the twenty million that Pat did, I would just you know <laughs> go to, you know go to, to a, a remote lab in uh, in somewhere in North Dakota and just. Do I mean. This. With twenty million, why the hell am I even wasting time with you guys? Oh, once you get, oh man, the the allegiance, the alliance only goes so far. Like Ted DiBiase, everybody has a price over here. Well, I'm going to turn it into about a hundred and fifty million here after the market drops a little more. All right, jump in, buy low, sell high. So, uh, George, that's what I love, man. I mean, you have a very practical, very pragmatic, very level-headed approach to this. You're not fear-mongering as far as this is the big collapse, this is the big reset, even though you know I might disagree as far as that goes. But what are you basically advising people as we hear the head of the CDC, et cetera? Is it just kind of common sense, wash your hands at this point, self-quarantine, et cetera? Or is that... Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. They, so this is what you can do as a, you know, from a practical standpoint. This is what you could do. Um, a, wash your hands. Keep your hands washed. Number two, stay away from people. Number three, um, Lysol is your friend. Um, 
you know, uh, Clorox is, is your friend. If you, if you don't have access to Lysol, just get some bleach. Um, measure, you know, basically a quarter, you know, um, use a, a quarter cup of uh, bleach, pour it into a bottle, add some water to it, um, make your own compound, spray down, you, um, you know, <clears throat> spray down, uh, you know, things that you're going to touch all the time, especially in your bathroom. Um, you know, um, a little bit of, you know, a one or two drops of bleach in dishwater um, would help, you know, from, you know, if you're using dishes, if you're, you know, one from the house. Um, number two, something you're not, you're, something you're not thinking about. Um, take your shoes. Do not walk around your house with shoes on. Take mm. your shoes off at the door, leave them by the door, leave them outside, spray them down when you get to the house. I mean, the, the reason is you're going to track dirt in your house and then you're going to walk all over the house with dirty shoes for been out in the public. Yes. Um, you know, or if you are, you know, taking, you know, put them in a, in a plastic bag, spray some Lysol in them, keep them by the door. Um, you know, that will help. Um, spray down. Um, if you're at a gas station, um, use a, a wipe for the handle because you don't know how many people have touched that handle in the, in the, in the course of a day. Could what about cash? Handling cash? Um, I've saw a know, couple of restaurants are only taking or to goes through a credit card. And could yeah, this be um, a part of the larger getting rid of cash? Mm -hmm. Digital currency, cat, the monetary but reset. Seriously, though, handling about. cash, is that something to be yeah. conscious of? Uh, handling cash, and then, you know, you can, because cash is cloth, by the way. The American cash system, I, I don't know, you know, I know you reach people in, in multiple countries, but the American, what is, you know, your dollar bill is made from fiber. So fiber has a residual, uh, you know, control. Um, after 14, you know, one of the state the dangers with with COVID nineteen has been it's got an incubation day of fourteen days so you could have it for fourteen days. See, I thought it was be, twenty. I thought it moved to like twenty four, twenty eight. It, it, it could be. I'm you know I'll give See, you. See, and I'm sorry before you go. That's the scary part. When Trump the other day was like, "Hey, don't come in here and just get tested to be tested. You got to be right. sick or show symptoms," which is me counterintuitive because you could have been walking around it for almost a month or even two weeks spreading it with no symptoms. The damage right. is already done. I would. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying advocate test everybody, but I guess we might get to the point where we might have to just test everybody because if the, the longer uh, the incubation uh, period extends, I guess the more people are getting infected. Yeah, and we might have to start testing a lot of people because they're not going to be happy about it. But we got to test people. Um, I mean, New York is talking about it in an in-place quarantine. Um, here's the thing: the bigger the city, the more exposure you risk because it's a you know floating petri dish. Um, one of the things to I, I'm going to tell you this, one of the things to avoid is, you know, don't put your I, I know this is going to sound fucking stupid. but I know people out there. It don't reach. You know, if you're eating something like don't share food with other people, um, you know, if you have a bag of peanuts, don't let one person put their hands in there, and put it, you know, um, measure them out in it, you know, in their old, you know, in their own did. I mean, I know that. You know, you've got, you know, you've got, Pat has three rugrats, which probably, you know, um, or what I like to call them tax deductions walking around the house. <laughs> and, and also the other thing, put that fucking spit cup away because you're, that's another thing that makes you susceptible to the virus. Hey, listen, George, without, <laughs> without, without germs, without germs, I love it. our immune systems do not get any stronger. I am lucky that I grew up in a wrestling room, as are you, Lucky. That we grew up in wrestling rooms with all the crazy infections and everything else going around. 
I played in dirt, played in the woods my whole life. Yes. Um, and frankly, you know, it's uh, we we have survived catching, you know, many things when we were younger. So uh, I think uh, I think that the, the the constant use of the antibacterial soaps and all the other stuff is just making people more vulnerable to the big bugs that are going to come along. Do you remember? I got to ask you a funny story, though. I mean, they, on a you on a live. You never, you never con you never concurred with me. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna I say because they, they say overuse. I've heard that overuse of that does weaken your stuff. Yeah, it, it does. I don't. You know, I I don't. Um, I don't use anti. I remember back in, and I got to tell you this because you know this is your era. Um, we had a we had a workout session at the OTC. And I remember, do you remember Roy Soldier? Did you know him or you, were you buddies with him? Me? Yeah. I, I wrestled, I wrestled against him when I was a kid. Right. Royce is a, you know, he's a buddy. He's a good friend. He, you know, but we were at the Olympic training center and this is 1990. And, you know, I'd been at the Olympic training center a couple of, I don't remember any in 1990. And I, and I know that this is not that long ago, but we were out there with Royce and Kenny Monday and, you know, Tom Erickson and Mark was out there. And I don't remember hand sanitizer anywhere. I remember that we used to have, <laughs> like, we used to use, now, when we when we got done wrestling, we had to clean the mats. And, we you know, we used this, it was bleach and, and I forget what else. I, I don't even remember what the, but we never had any of that stuff. And I don't remember... Like in five years at Ohio State, we never had a breakout. Um, I remember the times we went to the Olympic Training Center. I, I remember um, when um, uh, Rico Chaparelli was sick and he was in the room. Um, no one else got sick. I, right. I mean, how how bad of a both of you guys? How bad of a case of, case of staff have you seen though? You know what? I, I other than Kevin Randleman, I, I have not seen. Oh, you know, when man. I was at Ohio State. And, and Kevin was an idiot about how he handled it. So, I mean, I love Kevin. He was one of my dear friends. I mean, I wrestled him every day when I was at Ohio State. Um, but he, I, I don't remember, even at Ohio State, we never had a staph infection. We didn't even have, we never had uh, even in Potato. We had one, we had one case of ringworm. But, I, you know, I, I understand, you know, that was because the guy was an idiot. But, you know, hmm. we used to. You know, a lot of the stuff that we did in the room and in Larkins, where we wrestled when I was at Ohio State, Larkins was a, you know, if you take a look at how the, it was an old part of the, the building. It had very few windows. Uh, I mean, it, it just had so much exposure to germs and mm. hardly any of us got, we never had a team flu. Um, I remember when um, a few years ago, I forget what the, um, what team you're familiar with is they couldn't go to the Midlands, uh, Pat, because they, you know, like six of their six or eight of their guys had caught the team flu. Do you remember who I'm? I do not remember. I do not remember. I, I think it was it was either um, Cornell or. Um, well, we're di was, we're it, digressing because people might not know who the hell these people are, but the larger I, but point. One of the teams. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying as we got older, um, you know the. Um, one of the uh, the um, one of the teams that we saw had you know they use hand sanitizer, they use bleach, they use all of this stuff, and we, I don't remember this when I was uh, when I you know twenty years ago or thirty years ago, and I, I think that this is. Um, 
I wonder, you know what, we've talked about that, Pat, and, you know, back in the day, hell, you know, you ask a kid to climb a tree, like, why the fuck would I climb a tree? Like, dude, because you're playing, like, you're out, you weren't at home, you were playing, like, hey, <laughs> you bring the doorbell, hey, can Pat play? Like, that was, like, that was your thing, so, like, we obviously exposed ourselves to, to more, but, I mean, going back to kind of kids being resilient, I wonder how many more kids, because they are living that more sedentary life lifestyle, might be affected by this, obviously, with their respiratory issues, getting obese and fat, because they don't freaking move, so that'll be interesting to see how those numbers uh, differentiate from like you said 20 30 right, years ago right. yeah yeah i mean and this is the the other thing jeffrey where did you grow up in what part of the, the world same same as pat quad cities okay um i mean again it goes back to you don't do you remember people having um do you remember people having peanut allergies back in the, in the 60s in the 70s and negative 80s? even as an adult when i heard it, i'm like peanuts like what I, yeah. yeah and i mean i'm not trying to be I, i'm not trying to be funny but i remember we used to drink, I, I know this is, you know, sound weird, but I remember we had this lady that was one of the, one of the nicest ladies ever. She used to make Kool-Aid um, from, um, you know, she used to make Kool-Aid in, in this old glass pitcher. And I remember a, a couple was, you would take a drink out of a glass, give it to your buddy. He would pour a glass, drink it. And I mean, you know, two or three people would drink out of like the same glass. We never got sick. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, part of the, the, the problem has been is that we are creating, you know, weaker immune systems. Or, or, or um, that friend that you know that's always sick, like coming up. Yeah, they're like, you know, as, especially I got older, man. A lot of my friends are like, man, you're always sick. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is, and, and one of the things that, that I, I think goes back to, I'm, I'm going to give you my opinion and, and, and a couple of the other people that I deal with. We have started treating pain as a disease. Yeah. So, and, and why I say that is that now if you're in any kind of pain, um, you, you know, if, if you're in any kind of pain, you go to the doctor and we created the opiate crisis. Because again, if you, if you get an opiate, oh, I mean, my back hurts. Okay, here's, you know, hydrocodone. Okay, well, it's 95% addictive. Oh, you know, you know, and then that you know that's one of the problems that you have so i don't know if i i, I hope this becomes a wake-up call for all of us that say hey listen we need to change the way we approach medicine we need to you know the other thing is we need to, to quit making drugs overseas and bring them back into the u.s and especially med kits med testing devices iv bags um you know crash cart drugs we need to bring all of that back into the United States. We can't, you know, we can't afford to have foreign powers be able to, to make that for us. Yeah, you think of all the diabetes drugs. You think of so many different drugs that people absolutely need to keep uh, to keep going. I mean, uh, I mean, God, let them keep the psychotropic drugs for God's sakes. Uh, but right. uh, but no, the. There's so many drugs, you know, the nitroglycerin to keep uh, to help people get through a, a potential heart attack. The you know the, the diabetes drugs and many other things that that people absolutely need right now. But um, it's just it's nuts. And and this does serve. I mean, some there are some bright spots, as you said, with this potentially bringing back manufacturing here, you know, of those types of drugs of many many things uh, that that we would. You know, a lot of people would get jobs because of that. That'd be great. 
Yeah, and I think the reset of this, I mean, whatever, whether it's man-made, whatever, that seed has been planted, that ripple effect ripple effect is going and is going to continue to go and possibly grow. But like I said, we're not really going to see the, the real dark side of this for a little bit. And, and, you know, coming out the other side, it's just going to be, in my opinion, such a huge, massive reset. Because, I mean, I, it might sound dramatic or whatever, but, I mean, I was saying the other night on my Facebook Live, like, remember pre-9-11, you know, what was going on in your life? Pre- I mean, this is almost that. Remember, it's going to be like, remember pre-corona? Because I think it's going to be such a huge game changer for everything. And well, you know, think how much food, think how much food alone, restaurants, bars, and hotels. Hotels make up 5% of the GDP. Right. So restaurants, right. bars, and hotels, how much food alone and booze those those places serve the supply lines i mean it's going to go dry people are people are losing their jobs on the back end of this you know where where there's no more need to ship uh stuff out because all these restaurants and bars and and everything else are closed and hotels um this this spells uh financial disaster for for many 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 businesses and who you know when 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 the 08 housing collapse happened happened fannie mae freddie mac the banks you know certain certain groups needed bailing out everyone needs to be bailed out with this one and there is nobody to bail them out you know this oh this thing- I, I i think the federal government i mean the fed could could bail them out i mean in some places they've you know they've done you know rent control they've done you know George, uh, we're talking everyone Right, but I mean, I mean, but you know, listen. If we are either, we either we're all Americans, or we're not American. I mean, seriously, you it, and you know, I know that. But these motherfuckers at the top, really. I mean, every that's what I was saying the I other day. They've left no to... stone unturned from your bar to your restaurant, transportation, all the way up to the NHL, NASCAR. I mean, you're talking just sports alone. No March Madness. What? No WrestleMania. I mean, I know it's, you're talking billions of dollars just with sports. Trillions, yeah. And you move into yeah, all I... these other aspects of society. I mean, it's going to be trillions. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, it is going to be a, tr- you know, but one of the things is you can make up lost revenue. We, you can make up lost revenue. How, I mean, after how long and after what damage is done to the buying power of the dollar? Is this not Weimar Republic type shit? You know, just, I mean, I know, again, we're not economists, but when you create all this fucking money, we just pumped three billion in in the last three days. Tr- I'm in sorry, mind, I keep saying that, where, trillion. In my mind, the reset has to be so extensive. That everybody goes back to zero percent owned uh, or owed to other people. I don't know, uh, you know, with with Italy suspending mortgage payments for up to a year, I believe it is. Um, right. Are they going to? IRS the just extended the, the tax when, deadline. When the IRS is pushing back filing dates ninety days, you know that's going to get pushed back even further. You realize that, guys. When I don't know if there's a bigger picture here, where. Uh, is there going to be a run against the Federal Reserve to kill the Fed? I don't know. And you know what? The the, the real deal breaker for me, and I'm I'm dead fucking serious, when you push back the Pat Militich fucking Michael Nunn fight till June when it was scheduled in May, I'm telling you what, it is about to go down, son. (laughs) Luckily, we already had that pushed back. See, why do you step on my drama? I'm trying to create a little drama. I knew that, Pat. You knew that. Why did you just step on my drama over there? My goodness. Right, right, right. Trying to WWE. Well, because you know what? I mean, maybe both of them will come to their senses and not fight at fifty years old, and they get brain hematoma from a a, a bad. This punk. guy. This guy. How dare you? I mean, you know, I wouldn't want. Uh, I mean, you know, I love Mark, but I wouldn't want Mark to get in the cage right now. You know, well, I'm gonna. Mark's, Mark's. 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 You know, Mark has. Uh, 
has taken a few more shots than I have, George. Yeah, I don't know, man. That, that, that's... I've never been knocked out, never, never had a concussion. I'm going to quote General. You never had a concussion? Ever? Damn straight. Never had a concussion. I'm Croatian, dude. I'm invincible. Yeah, when you have a, a brain size, you know, a, a, the size of a peanut, I would imagine so. So, yeah, that's fine. No, because I'm built with, with, with superior genetics. He's a man well, forged of steel and fire and a cauldron. I've said it before. That's why That's why the Ottoman Empire got stopped in Sisic, Croatia in 1593. We saved your Greek asses. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, shit. No, we're about to have a I fucking... Mean, all Croatians we're about are to go back. Spartans that took a left turn. I mean, seriously, no, I mean, you think we're, about that. We, we're we're <laughs> Spartans, that, Spartans that took the right turn. And, and I mean, if you take a look from uh, where Marathon... You know, from Mar- I, I mean, when they stopped them at Marathon. Yeah, Greeks and- are good at running from Croatians. Uh, I don't think so. They, <laughs> that you know, is absolutely says, hilarious. Uh, you know, Croatia is the beginning of the Western culture. But, um, you know, but it, again, it goes back to, you know, you know, let's talk about that for a second. Um, in the antigens that are present in Croatians, Greeks, the Balkan states, um, in, in, five, in 432 AD, I mean, BC, there was a huge, um, there was a huge, uh, you know, virus outbreak in Athens and the people that survived it, it, you know, it, it mirrors either Ebola or the plague people survived it. Um, there was an outbreak in, in 18, uh, when Messalonghi, which is in here, there was an outbreak in 1840 or 1842 in the med, um, you know, people survived it. So if you, if you survive, if your great grandfather survived some, you know, horrific plague, and you know they passed on that cellular memory to the kids. When so, obviously we're talking a few generations, obviously, because I mean you look at the the number of the Italians that are kind of in this geospecific region you're talking about, there a lot are dying. So a lot's obviously changed in the old genetic sequence. Well, a lot of them also too. You, you got to remember that part of the thing is that the Italians. Um, kind of didn't take it seriously and, you know, didn't do any social distancing. You know, they didn't do any of those things that would have prevented it. So when I ask somebody, is that because they're very greedy? Hey, uh, ciao to bella, like kissing and that whole kind of very physical. No one knew knew the severity two months ago. I I mean, and even, and here's one of the things I I go back to. We soft rolled this when, you know, when people, when Ebola broke out um, in Africa, we soft rolled it too because when we said, eh, it's Africa, et cetera, you know, you know, the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, it's over there, we're not. And then we had an Ebola outbreak at the southern border. Ah, uh, well, now it hit home. Um, hmm. You know, it, when it, it first started in Wuhan, we're like, eh, it's the Chinese, we don't care. They got, you know, if it kills 300 million people, that's just a rounding error. And then all of a sudden it's in your doorstep and, it, and a thousand cases are in it. And as of today, um, the prediction is that by tomorrow morning or Friday morning, um, the thousandth case will be in New York City. Now, here's well, going here's, back to Wuhan real quick. I mean, I, I don't mean to I, I've got sent all this stuff. 5G just started in Wuhan October. So, okay, is there any correlation possibly? Because this is one of the huge things that have been sent to me, how 5G did pump off, pop off in Wuhan. Um, I think it was October 2018 or maybe April, but um, any correlation whatsoever? Um, 
Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about five. I haven't researched five G. Supposedly, it's one of the symptoms of five G. You feel disoriented, uh, flu symptoms. I don't. I mean, it just seemed like a reach to me because I've heard all kind of different theories. But I did want to bounce that off you. Um, I don't. I have not. Here's the thing. I have. Um, I have not studied. You know, I have not studied five G. So I would. And that I mean, I so I can't give anything. I can't give a a, a qualified answer in that. I, and I, you know, that's one of the things I, one of the things I try to stay out of is I I don't if I don't know enough about it, I don't get into the conversation. That's the move. That's the move. I would rather that. You know, um, I think one of the things that we we need to do. Um, I will say this, and I'm going to go back into one of the 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 studies that's happened. We have some antiviral compounds that are available, okay? And we have antiviral compounds that are available, uh, you know, commercially that before you get into, um, you know, the, I, I don't know what you want to call them, the, the, you know, the pharmacology behind it. But there are some antiviral, get a hold of some of them, take them. It, it'll help you out. If nothing else, you'll be a little bit healthier. Um, get plenty of sleep. You know, don't smoke. Um, you know, take some of the, you know, you know, I don't want to promote one, you know, because I don't want to be, you know, like a, oh, you know, lavender oil, but, you know, find some, find some, you know, Google antiviral properties of compounds. And there are some that are naturally occurring. And so you're also, you're also suggesting and also frowning upon, um, the licking toilet seat challenge. Is that going to fall in the don't do move? Oh my God. I mean that I, I just, and again, Last year, you did a show about kids eating Tide Pods. Yes. This is, you yeah. know, I mean. We're, it's crazy what is... those kids will make a challenge out of, seriously. But on a serious note, um, I, I do appreciate the fact that you've, you know, really, really kept it real, dude. And, you know, I will just say again, me, from my standpoint, and I probably echo my co-host standpoint, I think there is a lot more going on to this. But as we do hear the information for this, ladies and gentlemen, um, like within the throes of this, the fog of war, you know, we're all trying to just hang on and, and maintain basic needs. You know, that Maslow hierarchy of needs we're kind of all just trying to maintain right now. But still realize within the National Defense Authorization Act, they legalize propaganda on American citizens. So always try to get as much information you can on this. Please just don't go to one source, whether it's Conspiracy Farm or MSNBC or anywhere, because the implications of this are very, very serious and really, at this point, the die has been cast, um, to quote Caesar. But it's it's really one of those, um, it's not a matter of if and when. We just got to protect ourselves, protect your family, obviously. Like you said, try to limit, and as everyone said, try to limit your interaction with people. Um, and, I, you know, obviously we're going to survive this. This too shall pass. But kind of at what cost? As they say, these are those times that try men's souls, ladies and gentlemen. Well, one of the, I, I think one of the things that you also got to go back to is that, uh, we need to, you know, we need to come together and we need honest, you know what? I mean, part of it is we need honest brokers. We need to be able to tell the truth and we need to say, you know, give some ugly truths that, you know, there are some people that, like I said, you know, um, are, I think are I, I, on a conservative level, I think before this is over, um, we, you know, conservatively, we, we could lose 50,000 people to this. Are they on saying the, because of, you know, the stress that it's going to stress it's going to have on, you know, the the, yeah. the beds, et cetera, they're making those, whatever they call it, kind of death, death panel choices, like this 60, 70, 80 year old person, 
we just got to let him go. I mean, those decisions I hear are I, being I made. Somebody who's more viable and younger, they put him in the bed instead of the elderly person. Which, you know, again, goes against the bit, number one of the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. So it's like, man, when we, we go down that slippery slope. Well, I'm just going to tell you this. We just had, a, you know, one of the cases that, you know, I and I have to verify this, but I, like I said, I just saw this today was that one of the homeless in California died today from coronavirus. that was exposed to coronavirus. And I, I don't think that they got treatment. Now, here, here's the other thing that, that you know, the problem with, you know, uh, the problem with the coronavirus out there is that you had typhoid and typhus. Yeah. In, some of them, you know, that that's a, a, and here's here's what California is not doing. I mean, they're, you know, a lot of the the mechanisms that could kill the virus, um, you know, that could kill some of the animals that carry the virus they did away with. So now you're going to have animals that are, you know, because you're protecting wildlife. And I'm not saying, let you know, let's go kill all the wildlife. What I'm saying is that, you know, you're going to you're not killing some of the mice that are going to transfer this. Um, I, I just think it's, a, you know, it's a bad approach. Um, they're, and so, you know, California just put 7 million people into lockdown. Uh, in and, San Fran, six, I think, well, at least six men. Yeah. But the schools are being canceled, et cetera. Okay, and like you said, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's a shit show out there already, but it, it, going back to the person who died, everybody. And I, I've looked at this specifically, everybody who dies, I always look to see, did they just die specifically of coronavirus? They're usually older and suffering from something already. So like coronavirus, almost like age, you don't die from age. You die from the sickness that comes from the acquired immune deficiency syndrome. So it's, um, it's freaky, dude. And honestly, I've been sleeping like shit. I'm just like stressed. Like I think everybody is. And it's really good to have these conversations, man. I'm so glad you're there, Pat. You're there. And the show is here. And the farmers are there. Friends, family farmers to kind of let us vent and, you know, hopefully. Well, I'll get try some... to inform some people. Yeah. Look, I just got another I just got another message from Facebook saying another one of my posts uh, goes against uh, their community standards on <clears throat> spam this time. Yeah. Um, where I just said uh, economic sabotage or monetary reset <laughs> regarding the uh, the coronavirus. Well, I didn't uh, send it to you, but there's been articles in the last 72 hours, three or four days that have said YouTube and Facebook are going extra hard against whatever, dis- whatever they call guideline well, violations. I think part of it is, too, is that they're, you know, they're, they, you know, like the, the one thing about gargling salt water was, you know, predominantly stupid. Um, I, I think that, you know, that post that came, um, one of them, um, um, you know, now this is, you know, Facebook keeps marking the verge just came out with this and said that, uh, uh, you know, keeps marking legitimate news articles about the coronavirus spam and no one knows why. I just don't think that they've got the, um, I don't think they've got the, um, um, I don't think they they the algorithm knows what to do yet, and I and I think that that's you know part of the problem. Um, you think? Well, you got to remember. I mean, I mean, they they shut down fucking the vax conversation. Any of the language, any of these keywords, dude. They're, these power words are just. I mean, they've been flagging our shit on YouTube forever, and I don't really trip on it because it's just another way to get the word well, out. But here, here's the thing: if you didn't know me and Pat's interaction, right? If you didn't know that, you know, me and you know, because I've, I mean, how many times me and Pat have met? I don't know in real life a few times. I mean, if I if you didn't know our interaction, and I said to Pat on a on a post, 
I'm going to fucking kill you, right? <laughs> if you didn't know that me and Pat knew each other in real life, what you would uh, you would absolutely go, what the hell's wrong with that guy? He, you know, um, some people would. And, and so there's no there's no way to you know there there's no way to distinguish. Um, you know, sometimes an algorithm doesn't have, you know, a, a human version of it. Um, if you type in chip into Google, is it a potato chip? Is it a a, a microchip? Uh, no, I, I feel what you're saying. It, it could be a wide variety. But what Pat just kind of almost illustrated, it could be completely fucking benign. And, you know, right. we've both been going through I mean, Everyone's been kind of going through it who posts anything, even obviously any way uh, controversial. I literally just posted when the Quad City Times, our local paper, said about the, the rescheduling of the fight between Pat and Michael Nunn, I reposted it and said nothing malevolent whatsoever. And then it's you sent me a thing said you can't post it because it goes against the community guidelines, etc. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. Right. Is it the name Militage it, that throws you off, possibly? Well, no. I mean, it just, it, I mean, but I think what they're, they're worried about right now is the fact that that people are, you know, mi you know, spreading misinformation. But why that? And that he might as well have said my next fucking Tupperware party is next Wednesday at seven. Like that's almost as benign as it. I mean, I, I you know, I why think zero right in on is, that? Well, because I think it just triggered a. Uh, Clearly, he's being zeroed in on. I mean, I don't sound like a fucking tinfoil maniac, but I mean, the, we've they, they cut off our ability to do Facebook lives. I mean, the algorithms, like you say, are already there to flag people who consistently post the shit that we do. We've been dealing with it for fucking. I have four violated years. their terms on seventeen occasions, apparently. You're bad, right? But I mean, again, um, um. Uh, the CAA's got to my boy George. He's real back. He's reeled it back on being a bioweapon. Now he's saying it's just an accidental algorithm. My goodness, what's happening you right know, now? I, I mean, again, I think it's. I think part of the. You know, I think part of the the problem has been is that again, you know, people um, are just not. Um, you know, people are just not. You know, they're spreading misinformation. I get it. And, and, and I think that that's, um, I think that that is what is the, you know. One but of why the isn't problems. that happening with CNN or MSNBC or CNBC? I mean, the same cats who are, you know, spreading. I mean, it's, that's always find it peculiar, the who gets flagged. And that's why we know those tech companies are basically, you know, we love them. We use them. But they're a part of the system, too, because they help support oftentimes these false narratives that Pat, myself, and all these different shows have to deconstruct. But then we get in trouble for trying to deconstruct the bullshit they set up. It is what it is, well, you know. But I mean, a thought, a, a lot of it is too, is that the that you know, one of the, like I've made a post one time, and people literally did not, you know. So one of the things that I've done on my posts, because people are just too stupid to know the difference between a, a you know, satire or post, hmm. I've started emojiing them with a shield to say this is a legitimate post, because otherwise people <laughs> are, you know, I, I mean, seriously, I, I made a post one day that was. Uh, that was just, you know, um, I don't know what you want to what you want to call it satire, and people thought it was legit. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you guys are just not. I, I mean, seriously, now I think it could be from social media is. No, I mean you know, that people... cancel culture is very weird. Whether you're George Pardos or freaking Kevin Hart can't host the Oscars because we went back two years and found something on your phone. I mean, that's literally where we're at right now. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm 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 an actor, and I got an agent, and I told my agent, I mean, it's gonna be tough to book me on anything dope, really. I mean, not to say I'm talented to do it, but they're gonna be like, all right, let's check your social media, of course. Oh, you co-host, what? Oh, right, and that's uh, one of the re- and and I tell you this, one of the reasons why we've been doing the testing that we have with on our own is because some of the stuff. I I, I mean, if you if you looked at some of the shit that I post on social media, you'd be like, you are not. Whoa, I, I'm, I'd be unhirable. You, you, you know, H, I'd be an HR's nightmare. I, I mean, that's why last and, night, and it was, you know, Pat always chastised me because, you know, he's like my counselor at summer camp sometimes. But last night, I post, I, I, I posted, hey, ass eating season is officially over. I found that quite right. hilarious. And a lot of other people did too, but, you know, I, I had actually a close loved one like, this is inappropriate. I'm like, did you just fucking say inappropriate to me? Did you get a bath, bad, what is it? bed bath and body works basket with that post like come on inappropriate i'm just cracking a joke yeah i mean it, it it's one of the things that uh that you know that is happening and, and then part of the part of the other problem is i mean i think people are taking you know uh, social media too you know too seriously like one of the things that i i've ran into and and pat has probably ran into this just as much as i have um i i did a I did a thing one day and you know, I got to, you know, agree with Joe Rogan. I've been training martial arts for 40 years since 1980. I, I, or, you know, even before that, since sixth grade, 1970, I'm 54. So 1977, right. Um, it took me a long time to, you know, I started out boxing. I, I wrestled, I did Taekwondo, um, I got my, I got a second degree black belt in judo. Um, I avoid fights like you would not believe. And I'm pretty trained. Um, most I, martial you know, artists are like that. Most genuine martial artists have that Bushido kind of very chill. I, I don't fight. I don't, uh, unless I'm physically pushed or I'm challenged in a, in a position that I have no other option, I'm not going to fight and I'm trained. Um, you know, I've, I'm a combat vet. I'm, you know, I, I mean, sir, and I, and I'm, tra- I'm trained. Um, I've, you know, like I said, I've coached at Ohio state. I wrestled there. Um, I could, you know, I could take down just about, mo- you know, most people. You are not um, a pussy is what you are saying, my a, friend. And I would, yeah, I would not fight somebody in, in a real fight if, if I had to, I, unless I, I was, yeah. and I see these knuckleheads online that have never no, they don't know how to transition from a you know uh you know from the club you know from a the guard to a triangle choke or from a triangle choke to an arm bar and you're going to tell me you want to fight somebody you think you've got the confidence to fight somebody you're going to call out online you don't know what that's like and i'm like dude and, and it, it just surprises me and i've not seen it anywhere else um as bad as it does when people think that they can fight that they can't. That is- <laughs> That's what movies. Are. I don't know. I don't. I'm completely not digressing, but I was just thinking about a documentary I saw on this guy. He went in. He's serving life now, but he went in to rob these guys, and then somebody out of the bathroom just jumped out and he jumped into karate stance. But then the guy's like, "Sit the fuck down," you know, and just shot him. You know, like Biggie said, "Fuck Taekwondo." I told the fo fo. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the kung fu movies gave people a false impression that, like, even though I, dude, I, I can whoop your ass. I watched all the Bruce Lee movies, you know. Right, and and I mean, when's a lot? You know, I drill. 
I mean, I'm on the mat every week. I have my own cage at my gym. I have, you know, I have a, a gym at my, you know, I have my own, you know, I have my own gym. I have my own cage. I, I train in the cage every week and I wouldn't want to fight somebody, let alone some guy that, you know, some, uh, you know, got, you know, damn Kyle that's drinking White Claw and, and punching drywall. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to get in a fight every day on Facebook. I'm right. like, dude. Well, and again, I, I, you have nothing to prove. A lot of these people you're talking about, these are people who have, this is a whole other level of like why they do these things. Because they, you know, obviously they have something to prove, which, you know, That's why don't. I quit training with people. That's why I quit training with people I don't know and trust because they, they oh always try God. to go for the gold and try and hurt you and Take stuff the like champ that. Out, yeah. They're just nuts. But I, I want to I ask you guys this. Guao Weng, Weng Gu, Weng Gua, uh, Chinese billionaire um, released a statement. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, um, but you need to listen to his statement on the uh, release of of the coronavirus. Um, I take full responsibility to state that the real culprit of the so-called coronavirus in Wuhan is a group of kleptocracy in Chinese Communist Party headed by Wang Quishan, Chinese VP, Meng, Zhenzhou, Sun Lu, I'm just going to go through, Kawasaki and Suzuki. Um, they plotted the coronavirus project, and the chief operator, uh, Wu Dian, uh, who has been a bioscientist of Wuhan University, led the project to manufacture and release the virus. This is kind of interesting because this guy is a Chinese billionaire. You can find more details about the project in the biggest military portal in China, www.xilu.com, which is the authoritative military website on behalf of the CCP. Mm. Uh, listen to this. The coronavirus project is the Pandora's box called by Chinese Foreign Minister Yang Wang Yi in his speech last year and is also part of Pandora's box that we are going to reveal through our revolution of expose, exposure. In three weeks, on around February 29th, 2020, this is interesting, uh, he's saying, and then leading into uh, following months, you will see the real seriousness of the coronavirus outbreak. I hope people around the world can collect wisdom to stop the spread of this Pandora's box, com completely destroy the CCP, devil's incarnation, and stop the killing of more good people with this virus in the United States and around the world. Everything is just beginning. Well, what's even more interesting with that is how um, overtly, blatantly racist you were because Kawasaki and Suzuki are both Japanese terms, not Chinese. But that's fucking frightening what you just said, bro. I just read it. It's a, it's, it's a billionaire statement. But again, you know, people have been cutting and pasting this whole like Tom Hanks got arrested in fucking Australia. They raided Oprah's house right. last night. I mean, it's just. It, no, it's just, you know, here, here's one of the things that, that I going back to that. Right. There's there's a guy that is, you know, there's there's a guy living in his basement right here. Right. Somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. There's a guy living in his basement that has, you know, that thinks all of a sudden. You know, he, you know, because he goes to the range once a, a, every month, um, thinks that they can, uh, you know, that he can be an operator because he went to the, you know, because he went to, um, you know, he, he went and shot, you know, a couple times at the range. Um, and he's seen, you know, and he's seen Navy SEALs 20 times. You know, shot, you know, shot at Navy SEALs. I, you know, I, I wouldn't, 
you know, there's a huge separation there. You know, again, it goes there where, um, you know, where people are, you know, sitting there going um, what they think that they can do and what they actually, you know, what they actually can do. Right. Most people, um, um, you know, it, it, most people is uh, or whatever you want to call it. Most people aren't ca- capable of understanding the level that you need to be able to t- do to operate at that. Sure. And and one of the other issues, too, is that, you know, what, what I've said to people before is at the at at the top one percent. OK, and then this is why it's important to understand a little bit about, you know, gene, you know, pharmacogenomics. At the top 1%, slight variations are the difference between being a gold medalist and being a silver medalist. Um, you know, the difference between at 100 meters of a tenth of a second, you're either a gold medalist or a bronze medalist. That's the difference. At if you expand the 1% to 5%, the difference there is a difference between you being in the Olympics or you sitting at home, not even having a chance to try, you know, to go to the Olympic trials or, you know, I I mean, at the, at the extremes, yeah, it's low, but when you, you wind that to 5% or 10%, you're, you know, you're not able to do that. And so the, the problem is with, you know, it's a lot of the, it's the same thing that goes with diseases is if you, if you are, um, you know, if one a one percent mutation in a disease will literally, you know, will make you, you know, will wreck all sorts of systems. Right. And that's that is one of the things that I, I think that that's one of the things that um, um, that is one of the things that I think people are just not willing to, you know, have conversations about that. You know, when you're sitting there talking about um, you know, the, the phylogenetic tree, which is that, you know, viruses follow a path, you know, they follow a model. It doesn't take much of a difference between, you know, if it just mutates 1%, that's a, you know, huge. that's a yeah. yeah, it's a huge level. And that is why I think a lot of people, like one of the things that, that uh, people did not think about is that, Again, it's the the difference between a cup of soup and a bowl of soup. We thought this was just going to be a cup of soup. It's only going to affect certain pro, you know, certain places. Most people are going to be resistant to it. Um, it's not going to attack the R one B one haplotype, which is what SARS did not do. I mean, and there's plenty of research on that, even from you know for the last fifteen years. This thing just did. It just it it just tweaked it just a little bit. Just yeah, just changed sure. a little bit. And then now we have 161 countries as of today. And and here's here's an interesting fact. And and this is what for some of us we don't understand. Iraq has as of today, as of um, you know, as of March 17th, has only 125 reported cases. That's it. But That's in Iran, all. isn't Iran with the deaths and right under right under Italy? Um, Iran, as of today. You know, poor, and they have porous borders. They have right at a hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, they had a fifteen to sixteen thousand reported cases. Now let's let's also think think about this. Is you know, 
And they're actually reporting those 15,000 cases. They're not, you know, where, um, you know, North Korea has no cases, of course, obviously. Or but, no reported um, cases. Um, but as of today, Iran has said that we are we are fighting um, we are fighting 15,000 cases and Iran has. Oh, wow. It just went up. Um, Iran, as of today, has 16,169 cases with 1,178 new cases and 988 deaths. Um, with now that, that goes back to we talked. You talked about the Persians not having as much Neanderthal right. gene and being more vulnerable to this. Yeah, and so that and still again, exists. And now, when I go back to Georgia, not to stop you, um, but when we go back to the, when we originally talked, um, you had kind of confirmed that this thing most likely came from a laboratory. When I read from this billionaire's statement, this Chinese billionaire statement, saying that he's going to prove that it came from a laboratory, that it, that it was a, a man-made strain in a laboratory and released on purpose, um, and, and it's targeting people with um, less Neanderthal genes, which those numbers prove it in, in Iran, uh, being, the, being the Persians that, that have less Neanderthal genes. So we can't say that this uh, can we definitively say we can't, I guess, but it's it's a very likely possibility that it, it still came from a laboratory and not from a pig in a meat market in eastern China. Well, here's a, here's a strange here's a strange concept. It 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 it, it follows te the technical aspect of it follows the um, follows that it, it's a zoonosis type. The technical part of it follows a zoonosis type disease virus, which is what is zoonosis? Um, that it it was transferred from a animal to a human. Okay. Now, the difference being though, and this is why we go back to the you know we go back to the um, going back to the R one B one haplotype. In Germany, you had ninety three hundred new cases, right? And you've had uh, 2,095 new cases. Total cases in Germany was 9,367 with 2,095 new cases. But they've only had 26 deaths. So that shows, yeah, they may have got it, but, you know, it, it, it wasn't as fatal. China um, has only 13 new cases and 81 um, total cases with 80,894 um, their total deaths was 3,200. So I don't, I, again, it goes back to, there, you know, you should have an antigen for it. Um, France, and again, France is another one. Um, it had 7,700 new cases. I, I'm sorry, 7,700 cases, 1,097 new cases, but only 175 total deaths. So in, in those countries with, the R1B1 haplotype, it is it's it's not showing to be as deadly. That's so which I, is I'm sorry. But as again is, you're I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, pass that. Which is what originally was the original research work uh, in two thousand and four when it was mapped you know, mapped 
and, and they put a genotype and they they broke it down, which is which is what I what I said the first time I was on the show that again we we shouldn't have in 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 areas of the world where we had the R one B one haplotype, you're not going to have as many. Um, it's not going to be as fatal. Right. Or we're going to have resistance, and the numbers are showing that um, in that in that regard, with the exception of Italy, because Italy is there they had 2500 total deaths 345 new deaths and 31000 cases total now i don't know if if that is um you know if that is uh, you know on what they did um like i'll give you an example um and but just to say are we fully 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 prepared and i know this is down the conspiracy hole to accept everybody's numbers the who's numbers the cdc's numbers nobody's is there a way to lie about this mortality rate or like flub numbers in any way shape or form to create a larger whatever for any reason is there a way to flub these numbers I know China's doing it, but I mean, China's got their whole intranet locked down. And that's another thing. How are these videos from China getting out of supposedly from China? But that's another question. Um, I, I, you know what? I don't know. Like, I'll give you an, an example. In Croatia, you, you've had um, literally 69, uh, you have 69 cases. And, you know, so far, there's not been a single death. So told you, know, you we were uh, <laughs> there. We go. How'd I know? <laughs> well, I, I, I just wanted to bring that up, but I mean, again, it is, you know, um, in in there. Like I said, there are places in, in the world where it just is not, uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's not, you know, being you. You can't even count it that it's been. Well, and so again, when, when this all plays out, I really am going to be interested to see how, and I think it's geographically what dictates it but what why west virginia is so just popped up on the radar with just their first case today so um and once well, isolation, they don't have you know but in greece you had 387 you had a, a total 387 cases 35 new cases um didn't they just have a big parade the other day a couple me, days ago the greeks just went out and like had a big public parade did you see that um and and again, it, it goes into, All right. uh, but they've only had five total deaths, which is, you know, relatively minimum. Um, yeah. Again, it, it goes back to, you know, now South Korea is um, doing it right um, because they're actually they're attacking it. They're, you know, they've only had um, a total of eighty four deaths out of it. No, no, North Korea is doing it right. They're shooting coronavirus uh, victims. Yeah, Patrick you know I mean? J, the secret authoritarian <laughs> that's, that's comes out again. Kim, Jong, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is uh, is cutting this thing off at the pass. He's just taking them out and shooting them. How do you been by? That's that's what he's doing. Now, well, let's still, let's look at the bigger picture. I I am honestly not, and, and maybe I'm an asshole for saying this, I'm not as worried about the coronavirus itself as I am about the financial implications that this is going to financial and social uh, have to hammer say. the world with. And now let's remember, let's let's remember, we all know history, we've all studied history, we've all studied history enough to know that financial implosions of this magnitude, which this one has the potential to be bigger than any other financial implosion in human history considering the bubbles if they go that the only reset button that there is available, there's two of them, is you either kill the Federal Reserve 
Everybody goes back to on zero to anybody, and it's a total restart on everything, or it's a global war. It's one or the other to get this thing fixed if it continues in the path that it's on. And that is maybe I'm a guy who sees nothing but uh, the darkest side of this thing, but I'm saying it's either kill the Federal Reserve and create a gold-backed currency that our treasury alone no, is printing. No, 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 or, you, don't, you don't want a gold-backed currency. Or we go into a massive war um, with uh, China. Who knows? In, in, I'm any, saying, and I'm before I'm you saying. before you answer, George. Any more asymmetrical warfare is more more effective. You can mind fuck people way more than you have to f- physically kill them. Georgia Guidestones say 500 million uh, population for the Earth in perpetuum. Yeah, a global war takes care of that and resets the economy. Right. I mean, that is possible. I mean, seriously, that is possible because once you, you know, if you did have that reset, but again, you know, um, with 500 million, you don't get. Uh, you don't get some of the. When was the? When were those wrote? I was thinking about that today. The Georgia Guidestones, Patrick. When did? When were those? Sculpted down there. When do I we know? In the eighties, those were erected. Okay, but we don't know when the, those actual words were written. Because weren't they supposedly built by like I unknown? In the eighties. Let me let me uh, let me look real quick uh, to refresh my memory. Yeah, no, go for it. We got time. Uh, let's see here. Uh... We're hunkered down. We're self quarantined, ladies and gentlemen. Support the farm, the conspiracy Support the sponsors. We can keep doing this shit and support George Pardos, man. Seriously, I love these conversations with you, bro. Because. You kind of you got you got this kind of like Marvin Gaye of the scientific built in language. 1980, Georgia Guidestones were built in 1980. Nice. What is written on the Georgia Guidestones? Might you ask? Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule with passion, faith, tradition, and all things will with tempered reason. What about the five hundred thousand? Where's that? Five hundred million. I'm five hundred million. God, I'm so bad and, and with again, my numbers it, it, today. Five hundred. You know what? You know what the? You know what the five hundred million is? Do you know where, where that came from? Prices, right? No. Yeah. Prices, right? No. It came from. Um, that was the the human population when uh, Columbus discovered the New World. Because <laughs> they had census takers out in fucking fourteen oh two or whatever the fuck it was. No, no, no. It, it just it, you, you can do you can do uh, what do you call it? Uh, you can do mathematics from that. I mean, it doesn't. There's, you know, people. We know what roughly the world the world population has been. Now listen to this. What well, Lewis and Clark Since hadn't even Rose done their Cross thing yet. Christian, aka hmm. Christian Rosencruz, was the founder of the mystical society of the Rosicrucian order. Many suspect that the Rosicrucians were. Uh, financed, had financed the building of the Georgia Guidestones. Other suspect uh, is Ted Turner financed the project potentially. We know Ted Turner's history. Yeah, man. He he created, he helped, man, Georgia Championship Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling. The Nature Boy, Rick Rick Flair, would not be who he is without Ted Turner. Damn. Just playing playing devil's advocate. I, I know. I, I'm just saying, and, and, and Ted Turner, um, um, we wouldn't it, have uh, Hanoi Jane without Ted Turner, Patrick. No, Hanoi Jane is persona not grata in the, in the veteran community. But let me. Uh, uh, God, we are compl- Do I do it? Well, fuck it, yeah. man. We, no, we're we're self isolating. We're not going nowhere. I'm not saying Hanoi Jane was proven correctly by any stretch, especially at that time. But we all know the Gulf of Tonkin wasn't 
real and the people who were protesting against it and the however you know fifty eight thousand who died over there and the millions. Of, I mean, it was based off a lie. We shouldn't yeah, have been. I mean, there. no, no, no. Hold on. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm, you know, Hanoi. You know, Hanoi. Um, Jane Fonda going over to the Hanoi was just the optics were horrible. I mean, it was just it was there. The, the optics were horrible, and she didn't do half the stuff that you that they claimed it does. She didn't pass on social security numbers or any of that. I that, never that, heard that. that. Fuck, I never heard that. Well, it's just like John I just McCain. saw that literally. I just saw the couple pictures yeah. of her over there with. Yeah. John McCain was also not a uh, you know was also not a songbird. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he that you know people claim he did and he didn't. Um, my issue with my issue with uh, her is it just it it is it just. Um. Um. It it just uh, it did just didn't look right. And when things don't look right, people then start going around the curve. You know, they look around the bend. I mean, I don't know if that right. means you know. Um, well, I mean, obviously, it became you know fat. Well, I don't even say the word fashionable, but I mean, I think people had an intrinsic notion that a lot of the shit that was going on back then was bullshit. But, you know, Gulf of Tonkin, that was kind of early on. You know, obviously you had your assassination to the president and Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, RFK, kind of later on down the line. But we digress. So getting getting back to um, current times here, I want you guys to, to also know, you know, we have read on, um, you know, the QAnons have been saying that this whole thing is cover for uh, mass arrests, you know, of, of people Ooh. like Tom Hanks and a bunch of other people who are, being arrested right, but, for, for but, hold on hold on the only thing i do know i know two things i know one that a mexican drug cartel over 200 members of it very powerful group was arrested what last week early last week uh all over the country and they i got i don't know what was it 40 million dollars in cash uh tons of 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 cocaine heroin marijuana and a bunch of and fentanyl and all kinds of shit so that did happen also uh, the FBI just announced uh, yesterday that the uh, phantom secure uh, communication system that was being used by international criminals, um, it has been dismantled. Uh, that was something that organized crime used extensively uh, for them only. It was a, it was a secure I heard about that, the encrypted uh, thing, yeah. Yeah, for them only, and that, that has been... Uh, dismantled. So I mean, uh, that that's beautiful, and it sounds awesome, and I'm sure it fucking will be awesome. But you know, I'm we're... not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that this is. No, I get it. That, I get it because that that's this. I saw real. the same list. I'm just saying I, that I, some shit is actually happening. I saw the same list, but again, that could yeah, happen. And, I mean, people Any are week. taking it. People are taking advantage of the situation right now because you know law enforcement. I mean, they're you know in France. Where's Gislaine Maxwell, bro? Where the in, fuck is Gislaine Maxwell? Right. In France right now, that they, you know, they they put a, a, you know, they started putting police, you know, to guard milk at the stores that, you know, you come in there, you can only enforce rules. I mean, people are just going to be panicky. You know, people are panicky creatures. Um, I think, you know, one of the, like I said, going back to the virus part of it, we need to, you know, one of the things that we need to do is, A, we need to be aware that this, you know, this has a, a far greater outreach than people give it you know this isn't the flu we need to make sure that people are saying hey listen this is a little bit more serious than the flu it's a little bit more serious than h1n1 um a little bit more you've officially kind of said this the reaction warrants the threat because that's been my thing the reaction we're seeing doesn't warrant the threat you're saying it does does it does and because one of the things that's going to happen is 
if if the curve slows down, if the curve slows down, then what we've done is we're fine until the the fall when you know we have cold and flu season. And what we've done is we we kick the ball down the road. Right now we you know or it's like playing hot potato. We're we're throwing the hot potato down to you know down the road. When in the fall when we catch the hot potato, um, are we going to have a vaccine by then? Maybe. We don't know. We're we're trying to repurpose drugs now. If we can find a um, a repurposed drug, you know, that can act as a viral agent to stop this, we're going to be okay. Then, are you going to have you know the the people that are anti-vaccine or go oh, you know this is you know this is not oh this is just a conspiracy to get people to you know mandatory you know vaccines. mandatory vaccines. And that's what scares me because again, that's what scares you know, a lot of people, bro. Well, here's here's one of the things that I, I, I I'll give you an example. Um, hey Pat, when's the yeah. last time? When'd you take a titer test last? I haven't taken a titer test because okay. I'm Croatian and invincible. <laughs> <and> impervious, <laughs> I'm impervious to human diseases, sicknesses, and injuries. You <laughs> Greek infidel. Hey, you know what? I have some. Uh, I got, you know what I got? I got some. Uh, I got some. Uh, you want some toast with butter? I'm <laughs> uh, sure. What's up, Tessa? Oh, inside business. Well, we have... just give me a little ache and pain, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's but again, fucking awesome. You know, man. you know, you're you're gonna have, uh, you know, and, and again, you're you're gonna have mechanisms, but people aren't going to to engage them. And, and this is the, why I say to people, yeah, I understand that why we do certain things, but it's the same thing why you have, you know, you have people drinking or eating. I, I don't. I got a question for you. This is, has always kind of haunted me. Do you eat a, a Tide Pod or, you know, do you like chew it? And it, is it, you know, is it kind of like, uh, you know, remember those, uh, uh, remember those uh, candies that we had in the 80s and 90s where you bit into the middle of them and they had, you know, the, the little, the fruit juicy ones? Yeah. Lollipop. No, absolutely. Hey, well, before you keep going, I literally, when that Tide Pod shit happened, I haven't. I literally reached out to a fucking candy company and I said, let's design a real candy that you can eat that looks like Tide Pods. I know. I know that might be deprived in Machiavellian or whatever, but I did it. Um, Let me ask you, with more, supposedly more tests coming, I think when people are tested more, clearly we're going we're gonna to see more positive results. People getting popped for it, which whatever it is, what it is. But do you think that is then in turn going to necessitate even more of these kind of um, lockdowns, for lack of a better term? Um, what do you think? Well, I think you know if we have if we can get a viral agent that can that can stop the spread, you know, at least or you know suppress it. I think we're going to be okay. What we don't know right now is, you know, once we don't know the severity of it right now, I think, you know, on the look and, and because we're, we're literally we're soft peddling it, we're, we're you know, we're not um, and people are just, you know, they're unhygienic as it is to begin with. For real. I think I, I think one of the things you have to, you know, you have to take a look at is saying, hey, listen, um, we we need to you know we need to start production of drugs in the U.S. 
um, we, you know, one of the things that we really need to have a conversation of, because again, this is a, a national security issue. Do we do we have pharmacological labs of essential? There's a there there are 180 uh, what they consider tier one life-saving drugs. Okay, um, I'll give you an example. One insulin is one of those. Uh, nitroglycerin is one of them. Albumin is another one. It's a you know the what you give to uh, if you get shot they it, it's a blood uh, whatever you want to call it a blood uh, coagulant. Um, you you have <laughs> about well I, I mean <laughs> I'm it, just fuck with you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I, sorry. I'm trying to I'm trying to you know uh, I'm trying to not break it you know try to break it down Barney style. Um, you have ACB inhibitors. Uh, that's what I wanted to tell you and I, I forgot and I wanted to heel hook you for doing this. So a few, two weeks ago, this is how bad things, even in our field, this is how we got it wrong. We thought two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, it was nine days ago, one of the people that we deal with said um, that an ACB, an ACB inhibitor, it was going to put you at risk for the, the uh, coronavirus. And that's basically, um, you know, high blood pressure medicine. The 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 department of cardiology came out today and rebuked that and i'm like that's in nine days so obviously people are work you know the scientific community is coming together working together and saying hey listen we are um you know they are working on it uh part two of it is i, I think the media we you know the you know dr drew went on uh cbs and said hey you guys are blowing this out of pr proportion yeah um and we need that's something that's something we need to stop. We need to listen to the experts. We need to also forget about the you know the I don't know what you want to call it the the that that it, this is a, it, it, some of this warrants the the need and and to understand you've got to trust some of the people that are coming out of this. They're not doing this um, because they don't you know they don't care about our you know our fellow citizens. That's one of the that is one of the things that scares me, because, you know, one of the the problems that I've seen is the research that we're doing, and and, and this is going back to, to something you know I want to address Pat. The research we're doing is self funded. If I had you know, and eventually I will have the money to do it, is we want to set up our own lab that we don't share, and run these tests, you know. 24 7 i want to you know get a whole research crew um and that's why we have another meeting with dr shiva um i want to run some of these toxin tests and this is all i want to work on but in order to do so it's an expensive process every mice every mouse that we test is 14 dollars. so and and then for every mouse we test is one we have to buy one mouse for 14 dollars, and then we have to buy another mouse that we don't test on so to create the, the what do they call it the control group control or whatever group. yeah and, and so that's an expensive proposition and and one of the things that i've said that you know i one of the things that i will not do is i won't and this is something that that again i'm not a big farmer i'm not a big pharma fan i've had offers from a couple pharma you know pharmaceutical companies to set up their life but here's my my concern they steal our intellectual property yes. and, and and then we're stuck because again it, yeah yeah i mean one of the compounds that we've mixed 
um, we we've had positive, you know, not just the, the one. We, there's a couple compounds we've we've put together. Um, I think it has real promise to you know to people that have been exposed to you know polyethylene f- toxins. You know, for example, firemen. We have we have one that is 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 giving some promising results, and this is three years in that we've tested this, and if, if we if that is one of our concerns. So again, it's we're not. Um, I'm not. You know, I, I don't want people to say, you know, when they listen to this, oh, he's just a big pharma. Um, big pharma's got him in his pocket. No, we're self funding. The money that we that we've done this is our own money because again, when we publish our results, there's no one that can take um, credit for the intellectual property that we've developed because that happens all the time in in labs where you know you're beholden to the um, I don't know whatever. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you got who are paying the bill, yeah, exactly. People footing the bill for the testing period, and hence why we always stress why it's so important for we get us to get grassroots funding, support the farms, because no one's going to dictate our script here. This is going to be us till the day we die. You will not silence this message. So whatever you guys can do is always support the farm. Yeah, George. George, uh, how can people find you? We're going to close out uh, by telling everybody, hey, go to uh, theconspiracyfarm.com and click on and and support the farm by buying from our uh, sponsors, our great sponsors over there. And then also, uh, how can people find you? Listen to you. You've got your own podcast radio show. Um, I'm I'm on Vet Radio Syndicate. Uh, You can look that up on on Facebook, and we do one. Um, I'm actually going to, you know, you gave me a good idea the last time that me and you talked. I'm going to start a um, another page just for the the, the toxins that we're working on. Yes, great because idea. I did, great idea. Because, well, here, here's one of the th- one of the problems that we we've had. Um, a lot of the stuff that we've published, and I, I and I hate to say this, um, we've shared it with some academics. And we have a, a panel that we use. I mean, every week I talk to doctors, biophysicists, you know, um, and again, I got this is one of the reasons why we got invited to the, you know, the conference in with uh, Dr. Kennedy. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, with Del Kennedy and Dr. Del Bigtree and, and, and uh, Dr. Wakefield is they what we have said, what our premise has been. And, and we've we again, we had another um, biophysicist run that is that what we're saying to people is the reason you're having paradoxical effects of vaccines or adverse reactions is because you, you already have the antigen present. And there are people that have finally well, have gone down that we have to change the, the, the path, which is when penicillin came out, you didn't attack penicillin. You didn't say penicillin. Oh my God, penicillin, it, it's the devil's, you know, the devil's brew. No, what you said is, who's the people allergic to penicillin? Let's work on those. And that's what we're saying. Vaccines, for the most part, for 95, 98, whatever that number is, they're safe and effective. Let's find the people that it's not safe and effective for right. with a test. Let's let's find those people. And that tighter that's test what helps, our, ladies and gentlemen. Go out and get your tighter test. Yeah. And if you really, you know, if you get a tighter test that tells you, you know, your immune properties, um, I would also suggest if you're into, if you really want to know where you stand genetically, take an, it's called a human side antigen test, which is the one that's given for people that are doing transplants. Not 23andMe? Um, is that not, oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh my God! I swear. Well, uh, now, now you got now with now with the no hold thing. What we're doing now, you can go up and you can get, get the cotton swab. They're calling it drive-through test. Get the cotton swab right in your mouth. Right. Got your yeah. genetics, the whole nine. But yeah, they'll stop I mean, the corona for you, hopefully. And you just you 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 just said that wearing a, uh, a Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, I mean, again, you know, if you if you're going to be informed, if you you want to be informed, take those tests, then you know where you're at genetically. Um, you know, the people that I and and this is something I'm going to say this, and this is going to be painful for me to say it, and I'm sorry I'm saying this, but this is very important. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, you are very susceptible to corona, the coronavirus. Um, because one of the things that just came out, and you can Google this, and, and there's numerous stories, um, the inflammation factor it acts with the same properties. And you, with people with rheumatoid arthritis already have a, a compromised immune system, um, you're going to have some issues. You're you're going to have, and, and I'm sorry. Um, take precautions. Quit apologizing, dude. That's you know the more you know, knowing no, is half it, the it, battle, bro. That's that's why you're here. Yeah, I mean that is one of the things that they've they've seen. Um, you know, some of the doctors have seen is that people with um, um, rheumatoid arthritis have already have a compromised immune system. Um, they're going to be, again, they're they're going to be. Um, they're going to have issues. Um, <laughs> For a gentle I, I, way so, of saying. So, so we've got, uh, in closing, we've got uh, economic crisis probably coming on our... Uh, Don't say probably soon. anymore, Champ. Let's keep it 100 with our peoples. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. We've got uh, potential uh, Prepare mandatory for this. vaccines coming because, by God, we've got to keep the restaurants <laughs> open. You've got to have a vaccine. <laughs> So we've got a lot of crazy shit coming. George, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for enlightening us and our listeners. And Jeffrey, do you have anything else to say before we close out? No, man. It's oh, I mean, again, for us, now that we're kind of hunkered down, man, with some of my gigs, I'm literally working from home, self-quarantining, et cetera. So we're going to be pumping out all kind of content here in the next. We got Joseph P. Farrell, Dr. Joseph P. Farrell, Oxford Scholar, coming on to break down some uh, economic aspect of it. We have James Corbett from the Corbett Report coming on next week. Um, please, ladies and gentlemen, smack the people in the head who are licking toilet seats. Please support the farm, support the show. Peace and all of them kind of love. George, man, thank you so much, man. It's always great to have you on. And you're definitely going to be a frequent guest. And what we're seeing is going to be a pretty um, – it's not going away anytime soon. So, yeah. And and I want to close – the last thing I want to say, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, and just understand this. As – as somebody that's doing research, I'm trying to find a compound to save people from certain toxins. I'm not doing this just for, you know, uh, you know, just to, uh, to you know, to no, do I it idly. We're, we're sooner or later, we're going to find one. I mean, we, uh, you know, whether it's today, tomorrow, down the road, we're going to find a couple compounds that is is going to help people. So understand, there are people on your side. No, because for sure. Believe it or not, I, I mean, you know, uh, I don't want my fellow citizens to die. I mean, well, that, and from that's... someone who's heard you go from from our first episode of like, you know, Brenda's running everything, and there's, right. and I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you know, we're, we're talking about this link between not just autism but vaccines and other ailments. You have said as you've gone through your mouse studies, there's certain almost. Um, 
uh, like you said, I guess basically genetic where it's showing up in some people and it's not showing up in others. So right. as, as you know, in, in goodbye, I pray for your safety as well, bro, because you're with the information that we're all kind of providing, especially you when you get into the pathological aspect of it is um, it can be dangerous. And we've seen what happened to people who have gone down this path and kind of put a dent in uh, some of some of the official overlord dope man's pockets but well, uh again and, and it's our my my goal is to again i sooner or later we're going to find it and sooner or later we're going to come out with a breakthrough that's going to say you know this is what is right you know this is how we can fight toxins and you know so i appreciate all the love man absolutely George, thank you jeff and uh join us soon again here on the farm we're going to be back soon. because as Jeff, Jeff said, we're working from home. Self-quarantine, baby. Peace and all them kind of loves. Stay tuned. We'll always be more. Holla.